Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number 10. This week on the episode, we speak with Michaela from the band Yours Truly. Um, they are a pop punk band based out of Sydney, Australia. They are definitely going places. I'm telling you right now, you can put it on the the map or whatever you're, however you're tracking it. Put it on the board. Uh, I'm I'm calling it. This is going to be a huge year for them. 2019 was an incredible year for them. Uh, in this episode, we talked a little bit about what goes into making the EP. Um, kind of some of the material behind it. We also talked about their incredible 2019, getting to tour with some just amazing bands, uh, being able to perform at Riot Fest and Download Festival. Um, Yeah, so had a great talk with her. Um, Also talked about the Australian bushfires. It's an incredibly, incredibly devastating thing. Um, We'll discuss it in this conversation that we had, uh, and I will have links below to a couple different foundations and organizations that you guys can support and in turn support Australia. Um, Anything that you can do will help, whether it's a $5 donation, sharing this podcast so somebody else sees it and hears about it, sharing the links to those organizations, whatever you can do, it's going to be a big, big help. So I know last week I had said that I would have the interview with Chad from To Write Love on Our Arms this week. However, um, basically I decided that the conversation with Michaela and talking about the um, brush fires and things like that in Australia, that I wanted to put this episode up a little faster. Um, So next week on episode 11 will be the interview with Chad from To Write Love on Our Arms that I discussed, um, and I'll talk about it again at the end of the episode. For now, though, I want to play a small clip of the song called I Can't Feel, and that is off of Yours Truly's new EP called Afterglow. So um, basically what we'll do just to get started here is we will, you know, kind of the standard every interview question, you know, your name, what you do in the band, maybe a little background on the band. Okay, cool. Go ahead whenever you're ready. Um, okay. Um, well, my name is Michaela Delgado. Um, we are from Sydney, Australia. Um, the band's been together for almost four years for it'll be four years this year i'm pretty sure um and we we have two eps out um i'm we're consider, i think we, I, we consider ourselves to like a pretty pretty young band i think four years isn't really that long in like the grand scheme of things um 
but yeah, we, I guess we just stand, we like, you know, we stand for, um, like a lot of things and like try to, um, have that all like in our writing. Um, we try to be pretty positive, um, and try to like see the good in situations, but still be strong. Um, I think that's a really important thing like that we're, we're trying to put out is being strong in, like, in situations. Yeah. Um, but else, like, what, what other things would you like to know? I mean, I think that that's a pretty good little intro. Um, you know, I think one of the kind of important things there is is the positivity that you guys are, are trying to focus on. Um, you know, there's, especially in the music industry, it seems like there's a, a lot of, negativity that that fills the space and um i saw a quote from you that said basically um you don't want to write songs that are like angry or or whatever but you want to make sure that they're impactful and i think that's you know really cool that it's not just about necessarily uh taking a song and trying to make it a number one as if it's not got meaning behind it yeah i feel like writing songs i want to be like as honest as possible I um I feel like writing from like my own experiences it not only helps me but I feel like it also helps other people. Um, so people come up to me like oh like I went through the same thing and I'm like it's like it's crazy to think that like something that you went through that you you, you weren't really stoked on at the time that you can look back at it and have a positive outlook on it and be like, okay, that kind of sucked, but like, this is what I learned from it. And that you can help other people see that side of it as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's kind of, um, one of the, the more important things I just talked with, uh, one of the guys from to write love on her arms the other day. And we were talking about how crazy it is that, you know, in those moments in your life where it feels like nobody else has ever been through it or, you know, it's, it's a hard time that you're the only one that's experiencing. There's somebody else out there that has had a very similar experience, and it's all about being honest and open with those conversations. Yeah, 100%. The world is so small, and everyone everyone hurts, and everyone, like, everyone goes through things. And I think that when everyone can talk about it, it makes you feel less alone. And I think that that's done being involved in music has done that for me like even though people are like oh you've done this for me it's like that people just telling me that they understand has helped me so much yeah and i i think that's the cool thing about music and so the the term you make the scene i i came up with you know a few years back where it it really started to dawn on me that it's about the the people involved in each genre or whatever, you know, like whether you're a country music fan or rock fan, whatever, everybody's got that little scene that if you relate to it, there's millions of people that relate to it as well. And it's just about building that community and that support center. Oh, a hundred percent. It's like, it definitely is a community. I feel like the scene, like when I, explain to somebody like that you know isn't like involved in music oh like like yeah it's like the scene they're like what what do you mean the scene I'm like I don't know how to explain it it's like a school isn't just like a building a school is like a group of people like it's like the same thing it's like we're all a part of something without really knowing that we're a part of something yeah yeah and I think that's that's huge when 
when people start to make that realization, you know, those hard conversations, those dark times, whatever it may be, aren't as bad. You know what I mean? It, it just seems like it lifts a lot of that pressure off of it. Yeah, and I think that it also gives people a place to go. Like, going to shows and stuff is is going somewhere where you can leave all those things behind and really just, like, be in a moment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which I think is great. I agree. Um, there are very few places I'd rather be than at a concert, so <laughs> totally agree with that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like you said, you guys are, are relatively young in the this you know, music industry, been around for about four years, but let's talk a little bit about 2019. That was a pretty massive year for you guys. 2019 was amazing. I still kind of look back at it and go like, all right, we did some of those things. Like, that's pretty wild. (laughs) But yeah, no, we were very, very lucky. Um, We put out, we signed to UNFD and put out our second EP. Um, We went overseas for the first time. It was just a real, real wild year, and um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sad it's over. It's a bit bittersweet. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to move on, but at the same time, like, I just, I just kind of want to like stay in that moment. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it, like, for people that aren't aware, some of the stuff that you guys got to do, you, you were on Download Festival, you went to Riot Fest, uh, you know, opened or supported with uh, Sum Forty One and State Champs, like. Talk about just checking all the boxes in a single year. You guys pretty much did it. Yeah, we we got to do a lot of the things that we'd always wanted to do. And, like, even, like, saying, like, playing with bands like Sum 41 and State Champs. Like, um, I met our guitarist at State Champ show. So it was a lot of, like, full circle things for us, which was really cool. Um, even getting to go and, like, play, like, our first ever international show was at download in the uk and so i think just to be like okay we're going to the uk and we're going to play download um and we get to do two headline shows in the uk and just going overseas for the first time playing our own shows and be like nobody is going to come and having like the amount of people there that we did um it really like kind of opened our eyes to like you know the first time that we were like okay like we can come back and we can keep doing this and um there are people here that know our music and yeah it was a huge eye-opener for us to like see what we had like all the stuff that we had been we had been working on for all these years was like starting to manifest into like a reality which I think was really cool yeah yeah it's kind of one of those like almost surreal moments when you get out on a stage like that at Download Fest for the first time like holy crap, I'm here. You know, is this a dream? Am I, somebody needs to slap me. I need to make sure I'm awake. Oh, a hundred percent. I did that exact thing when we got given our passes at download and I saw like the download logo and everything that said artist and it had our name on it. And I was like, okay, right. This is, this is real now. Like we're actually going to go and play this. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Um, so talk a little bit about, um, the process and kind of your, your feeling and I guess what went into, uh, writing Afterglow, the new EP. Writing Afterglow was a really, it was a really enjoyable experience. Um, we had an EP out, our first EP called Too Late for Apologies. Um, we had released that like at the beginning of like, you know, we pretty much had got together 
put out that EP. And so we um we had a couple of years, like a good like two years that we were just like writing. And I feel like in those two years, they were such formative years for all of us. Like we all graduated high school and, you know, we all went through like those like, you know, late teen like years where I feel like you you learn a lot of things and, you know, you start to grow up. Yeah. Um, and I feel like going into Afterglow, there were so many things that, like, I had learned about myself and that I had learned about, like, life. Even though, like, I, even though I know I'm going to know so much more, there's not much I could have known at, like, 19. But, um, yeah, just, like, just being, like, okay, well, I wrote this EP and, like, this first EP and, like, I really, like, I really hadn't gone through a lot. But, like, it's funny how much you can go through in, like, two years. And even after Afterglow, like, going to write new material, just knowing how much I've learned since writing Afterglow and the things that I want to, like, I want to talk about, it, like, are different. So, um, just, yeah, just going into, like, the process and, like, going into writing that was just a lot about growing up and a lot about learning, a lot about, like relationships and like you know, not even like romantic but just like like you know human relationships um also like learning a lot about being strong in yourself um and being like confident in like who you are was like really big things for me yeah yeah and I think you know I'm sure it's very similar you know in Australia as as America the the school system as far as it's amazing how close you can be to people in high school. And then the second you graduate, it's like everybody vanishes. So kind of like you were saying, they're building the confidence in yourself to be able to, to make new friends and foster those relationships or, you know, take care of the ones that have stuck around is, is hugely important. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like there are, there are some songs where I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't need, I don't need these people. Like if you want to be in my life, that's fine. But then there are also like parts of me that's just like, Oh, like this sucks, you know? Like, and I think it's like, it's okay to see both sides situation. It's okay to be like, not happy with a situation. Um, but like, it's like, like you were saying before, like, I don't like to like dwell on that. Um, but no, like, it, with that EP, like, it was the first time that, like, I sat down and I was like, these are the things going on in my life. Like, this is what I'm, this is what's going on with my health. This is what I feel about, like, you know, being, like, you know, growing up and being, like, a woman. Like, it, it was interesting to, like, touch on, like, on certain subjects that, like, wasn't, or also wasn't relationship-based. Right. So I found, I found that, like, it taught me how to write, like, more honest for myself yeah and I think that's that's really cool because so often it feels like the you know kind of the pop punk scene everybody assumes that all those songs are just about relationships and and whatnot and it's there's so much more depth that I don't think people really get to experience unless they sit down and actually listen to a full album yeah, a hundred percent. I feel like some songs are like it's so easy to relate that to a romantic relationship, but sometimes that's like not what they're about. Like there's there's only one song on Afterglow that is actually about a romantic relationship. All the other four songs, and there's like two on there that sound like kind of like a breakup song, but like knowing about like what I wrote them about, I'm like that's those are just about like like friendship breakdowns. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's 
you know, important for growth too is being able to recognize when it's time to let go of even non-romantic relationships, you know. So um, again, to bring those those sorts of topics to light, I think is a really cool um, approach for what you guys did. Thanks. I think that it's um it's sad noticing like a, a toxic like relationship in your life and being like, all right, now I need to cut this. Um, especially when it's someone that you've known for so long and that you like, you know, you do have this friendship with. Um, so I think that, yeah, like in, like in these songs, like, you know, you can hear like, um, I struggle with it a little bit and I'm let down, but it's one of those things that you're like, okay, I just have to, you know, I, I write this song and it like, it helps me get over it and, you're going to make your life the best that it can be for you, which I like, I like really stand for. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, speaking of the toxicity of, of even friendships, I think it's important to, to take that step back. Um, like you're saying, and really evaluate, is this, you know, what level of toxicity is this? Is this something that we can get around? It's real easy and we can talk it out or do I just need to be done? Um, and I think, far too often people hold on to that friendship or relationship because they feel like they can't move on without it. Yeah, definitely. It's it's easy to get, you know, to get caught up in like, you know, how you felt about that situation, about that relationship and, you know, not realize that things change, people change, you grow up and things are different. Yeah. And and like you said, especially when it's, someone you've known for the, your whole life, you know? So, you know, you're talking 19 years. If you don't think somebody's changed from their kindergarten years to their senior and high school years, you're sadly mistaken. (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, again, you know, some of the, the people you've gotten the tour with and, and whatnot, you're writing new material. Is there anyone that you're maybe hoping to reach out and, and collab with on the, the new material? Um, I'm not sure. We like, we, we have been working on a, a lot of new stuff, new stuff. Sorry. Um, and we've been thinking, we're like, who, like, who could we collaborate with? Um, I'm, I'm really close to Jake from between you and me. He featured on our, our last EP and he co-wrote delusional paradise with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always send him everything. Like he has a link to our Dropbox file and like, we'll just like message me and be like, this song is really cool. Like, so, um, I'm sure that like, well, I'll, I'll continue to work with him. I don't know if he'll like feature on the song again, but, um, it's still nice to have friends that like, you know, I look behind you and like, you know, want to help you and like, you don't even have to ask for the help. Right. Right. And especially someone that's, you know, in the industry and can give you that perception or perspective of, you know, you know, this is where I would take that track or maybe change this riff over here. Maybe that's going to, you know, like help set off some stuff, even like you said, even if they're not truly featured on the track, maybe help with some arrangements and things like that. Yeah, it's great to have someone with like a fresh pair of ears that's like not like invested in the song whatsoever that can like hear it down and be like I think this part can be better like so yeah it's it's interesting and I, I think it's it's nice to have friends that you know are like in like invested in like in your career and want to help you out especially people that like you said work in the industry yeah um so 
for 2019, I, I assume you've got a bunch of shows and stuff you're working on planning out. Is that right? Um, yeah, well, it's kind of, because it's so early in the year, everyone's still kind of on holiday, everyone's still coming back from holidays, so we've just been, like, sitting around being like, okay, so, we just want to know what we're doing for the whole year, but, um, we're, we're, we're starting to finally piece things together, and we're hoping that this year is going to be, like, way busier than 2019, so, if all goes to plan, we should be out for a while. Awesome. Obviously, international travels uh, hopefully on the list for you. Uh, are there any countries that specifically, or maybe cities that you specifically want to try to get to? I really want to go to Japan. That's like the one that I really want to go to. Yeah, I could support that. I've I've always loved Japan, and I've never been myself. And I'm always like, I just need to start saving up and do it. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I, it's one of those countries that it's just, it just looks like there's so much like history and so much culture that I'm like, I know it, like it's like to go and play a show, but just to even like experience like the country itself would be amazing. Yeah, yeah I think it's got a, a really cool like dichotomy because like you said, there's so much history to it, but then you go to like downtown Tokyo and everything's just this ridiculously busy city. So like yeah. to see that difference is is insane, but um, and they're they're very from what I understand, you know, they're still very tied to the the historical culture. So there's a lot of things that they do that are very um, like traditional, and I think it'd be cool to to just experience that. Yeah, hundred percent. It looks amazing. Awesome. Um, you got to tour with uh, Census Fail, who's one of my favorite bands ever. What was that that experience like? That was so much fun. They were great. The all the guys in Census Fail were like it was it was the first long tour we had ever done and they knew that and they were just like so accommodating throughout the whole thing. So they were the loveliest and just getting to watch them every night yeah. was like it was amazing. Um also Hot Mulligan were on that tour and they were also like, you know, the same, like so good to us and it was so amazing to see them play every night. Um yeah, it was, it was strange going and, like, being in Australia, you do, like, one to two big tours and, like, you play, like, maybe, like, four or five cities mm-hmm. and then that's it. Um, so going over and doing, like, six weeks, which was, like, four or five days on and, like, a couple of days off was, like, it was, it was the first time that, like, I had days where I felt a little bit crap Um and that, like, you know, especially towards the end of the tour, like, I would kind of just want to, like, sit in the van for a couple of hours. Yeah. So I think it was challenging in a way, but I feel like, like, you learn, like, I learned a lot of things about, like, what I should do next time to try to keep myself feeling, feeling good and, like, try to, you know, keep everyone, like, you know, excited and happy. Like, I feel like you learn things. So I'm excited to, like, go back to the States eventually and, like, you know know exactly like what I should have done better this time right right yeah I, I've uh, talked to Buddy a couple times and he is by far one of the the best showmen in the business but he's super funny and down to earth and uh, you know it's just really cool to see like with all the success that they've had um, that he's really stayed grounded and, and whatnot but um, you know like you said also kind of learning the process of how to take care of your, your voice and things like that on a longer tour, especially with the fewer days off is, is, a probably a pretty eye opening experience comparatively. Right. 
Yeah, like 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 you even like you said, buddy. Like watching him and like how he took care of his voice, um, like that also was like okay, cool. Like you've done this like for ages, and like you know how to keep yourself like healthy, and you know how to keep yourself going. So that you know, I like I learn a lot through that as well. Awesome. Um, so. I think we've hit on most things, but I definitely wanted to give you a chance to kind of talk about the uh, the wildfires and um, just kind of how that's that's affected you personally and the the community or the the country and you know maybe anything people can do to help um, support you guys. Yeah, um, it's been really it's been really horrible here. Um, the fire's been going off for a couple of months now. I remember when they started, everyone was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we have fires here sometimes, but it just didn't stop, and it's just been going on and on. And um, we're seeing it's affecting so many cities here now. Um, in Sydney, like where I live, um, the skies, I haven't seen a blue sky for weeks. I, it's, it's just... A couple of weeks ago, it was orange, like, and I don't live, like, anywhere. Like, I'm not very close to the fires, but it was it was orange. Um, you go outside now, everything's just grey and gloomy. It, the air quality is horrible here. Um, it just, you can smell just, like, the fire in the air, and it's a very sad time because Australia is usually really, you know usually very green and bright and the sky is always blue. Um, but just knowing the amount of people, like just, I think this, it's a sad thing of like knowing that that smell and that, that, the, that visual is people losing their homes, their towns. Um, we've lost half, we've lost 500 million animals. They, they think, um, I saw a video the other day of, a guy driving down the street and you could see all the animals that had tried to escape the bushfires and had died on the side of the road. So it's just a very, it's a very sad time. A lot of communities are broken. Um, Also at the same time, I think it's bringing Australians together because we're all really fighting to stop them and to support our communities that have been fire affected. Um, I guess the ways that we can we can help it is just donating. There's so many different organisations, people that work with you know the wildlife. Even I think a big thing now is donating to local communities and helping out local communities that have been fire affected. Um, yeah, like it's I, everyone's just trying to get together and really help build these communities up now because eventually the fires will stop. Um, it's just about rebuilding now. Yeah. And I, I think that's something that maybe gets lost, you know, over here in the U S I've seen, you know, videos on social media and, and the news. I don't think our news is covering it as well as they should, but, um, you know, I think it's, it's insane. It, like there were a few videos that I saw and you would think that you're watching a movie, you know, like it just, it's almost unfathomable how much devastation there really was especially in the wilderness areas and and rolling through some of those some of those towns um and i think i saw a stat the other day about um the irwins over at the zoo had taken in like over a million animals to to treat them for burns and smoke inhalation and all that and it's just you you again you can't really wrap your head around 
a million animals is an insanely high number. And the fact that you guys have lost, you know, 500, um, 500,000 or, or whatever the number is now is just, again, one of those numbers that it almost doesn't feel real because we're not, no. there, you know? Yeah, it's, it, we're, we're a big country, but we're not like, it's all just land here. Like there's, there's not a lot of cities. It's not like over there where like you can drive like three hours and there's like another city. Like it's like you drive three hours here and you're in the outback. Like that's it. And there's nothing there. Um, so really thinking about how much we've lost, um, is yeah it's never really happened here before so it's the first time that we've ever we've had like i said we've had bushfires stuff like that but we've never had it like to the extent of this yeah i i think i'd seen where you guys are in like a three-year drought or something like that is that right yeah we yeah we've we've been having issues with droughts um it's really affecting like a lot of our farmers and stuff here um we played it we played a um a show, a drought relief show, a couple, a couple of months ago, as soon as we got back from the from the US, we played in this um, town called Lithgow, and they, so they, they were, you know, they were being affected by the drought, and just seeing them get hit, like, you know, by the fire also, was just like, you just, it was, you can't get a break kind of thing, so it's just, yeah, a lot of communities are really being brought down, and I think that's like, you know, like that along with like the wildlife is like, is, is just so, it's so upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, obviously I'm definitely going to post some links for people, um, to different organizations they can, uh, donate to and stuff. Um, I think, you know, the, the big thing, and we've kind of touched on it a few times is, is community. And I think this is a, a prime example of a time where, everyone but especially the music community seems like they can get together and fans of of the different scenes um you know we've in the past used music as a very powerful motivator um for different relief foundations and things and i think this is a, a time that we could step up obviously and and do a lot more for you guys yeah the music scene has been amazing like just seeing the people that have like reached out and you know are like putting together like relief concerts and stuff like that. It's um, it really is bringing everyone back together. So I guess there's always you know, there's always something that comes out of tragedy. Yeah, for sure. I think that's everything I've got for you today. Um, anything you want to say to to fans or maybe some people that are listening to this podcast that haven't really heard of you guys? Um, I'm going to link all your social medias and things like that, but any, any details or, or things you want to give them? I guess that if you check it out, I hope you like it. Um, and that hopefully, um, we'll get to play somewhere near you soon. Awesome. I really appreciate you taking the time and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able to, to help you out with some, you know, fire relief and, and things like that very soon. Thank you so much. That's so nice. It was really lovely to chat with you. Thank you.
And that was Afterglow by the band Yours Truly. Um, It is off their new EP called Afterglow. And I really hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Michaela. Um, I appreciate her taking the time to to take the phone call and do that uh, conversation with us. They're an incredibly talented band. Um, There's so much potential there. And I can't wait to see where they go. I mean, the sky's the limit for them. They're already putting a lot of the pieces together. They had a phenomenal breakout 2019. Um, You know, being able to internationally travel for the first time and, you know, perform with bands like Simple Plan and State Champs and uh, Sum 41 and play at Riot Fest and Download Fest. You know, I told her they toured with Census Fail, who's one of my absolute favorite bands. Um, so think that you guys definitely need to check them out. Let us know what you, you think of the EP. It is on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, anywhere that you listen to music, really. Um, and again, I'm going to have links below uh, to a couple different foundations or organizations for Australian wildfire and bushfire relief. Um, You know, I I think that there's so much more that we can do as a music community, as the music scene. Um, You know, when we band together, we do incredible things. And I think this is a time where we need to band together and, and really show the Australian people that there's, there's hope, you know, there's a light at the end of this. And, um, they're not alone, you know, it's devastated the entire country, really, and I, I just, I'm almost at a loss for words around it because of just the magnitude of loss that's happened over there, um, so again, anything you can do, if it's a five dollar donation, great, if it's sharing this podcast, great, if it's sharing just the links to places where people can donate and help. That's great too. Literally anything you can do to raise the awareness is going to be huge. The fires have been burning entirely too long um, through no fault of their own. You know, I've seen plenty of videos where their fire crews are working their asses off. Um, I recently saw a video of American firefighters going to help the relief um, attempts and and to fight these fires. So please, anything you can do, please do it. Again, whether it's just sharing the podcast or sharing the the links, donating $5, donating $100, 1000 whatever you can, it's going to go a long, long way in their their recovery. Um, and I, I think that, you know, the Australian people deserve it. Um, so yeah, that's where we're going to end today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I know I had a lot of fun talking to Michaela. I can't wait for them to come to the States again so that I can get out and check out one of their shows live this time. Um, but yeah, let us know what you thought of the episode. Give it a like, a share, a subscribe, follow all those things that we say every time um next week's episode is going to be really cool too we talk with 
Chad from To Write Love on Our Arms. He is the outreach and, and growth uh, manager, kind of like a community growth manager. Um, he, he wears several different hats, and that job title kind of morphs and changes all the time. But really cool conversation with him. Would love for you guys to check that out as well. Uh, but yeah, that's where we're going to end this week's episode. And, you know, I've said it a, a few times throughout this, but, you know, please do anything you can to help. Um, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. And remember, guys, you make the scene. <laughs>